Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Don't wait until you're ready. You're never going to be ready. That is great life advice. Now, ADHDing through beautiful Switzerland. Falling off things does not require skill. <laughs> they really don't want to kill people on the show. It, it, <laughs> it's it a bad look. Are you sure this gnome won't impale me? Listen to Kim's mumblings under her breath. Right, okay. Are, are you sure I'm plot? You're sure I'm sure you're plot. <laughs> you're seeing your friend Kim having the start of a panic attack. What if this thing flies off and impales me? Wait, I will bungee jump 12 times before I let somebody keep, catch up with me. I'm basically, You're basically James Bond. I, I had this like feeling of loneliness that I've never had before, and I didn't. Amazing race, I'm not going to let me down. Hey, everybody, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. Thank you so much for joining us once again for our podcast, our Amazing Race Season 33 recap special, Leg Five. Leg five. Um, so you, we've been talking about this leg in code in front of our kids since we got home. Right. Right. This is a leg that was, there's so much to unpack. It, it is the, it is the coolest thing my wife has ever done. And we're going to actually, if you're watching this on YouTube, we're going to show it to you as well. If you're on the podcast, you're going to hear it, but we're going to talk about this moment at the top of a dam in Valley Vera's Verzaka, Verkasa, Verzgazga, um, and how that moment started way before the moment actually happened and lasted a lot longer after it happened. We're also going to talk to the entire cast and everyone who jumped off of that dam. But I just I just want to start and echo what the rest of the Internet is saying right now, that my wife is a badass. We're just going to start with that. My wife is a bad, bad, bad woman. <laughs> and, and and by bad I mean good. Okay, I'm so, so proud of you. Uh, I'm proud of everybody who took the leap, and we're going to talk to the cast, like Penn mentioned. But let's just get into it. Yeah. So in this season of the Amazing Race, how they're going to work it right now is based on how you finished the leg before. You're mm-hmm. going to finish, and uh, you're going to start the next leg in increments of 15 minutes. So even if 
you know, you won the, the previous leg by an hour and a half. You just have a 15 minute lead and 15 minutes doesn't feel like a lot. I We were able to start in the first group with Dusty and Ryan, but 15 minutes to me just like left no room for error. Yeah, especially if you know, having watched the race, that a lot of times these legs, the finishing, I mean, there's, you can be hours apart from other people by the time everything stretches right. out. So yeah, but it is nice to go first. It is nice to go first. Yeah. We were with Dusty and Ryan. We open the clue and right away there's that red envelope and it says roadblock. Uh, if you're new here, a roadblock in the amazing race. That means just one person on your team can do that challenge. Once you make the decision of who's going to do it, you cannot change. Uh, they give you a little clue. And in this time, in this time, who wants to get down, who wants to get down? We're in this adorable little Swiss village of St. Gallen. And so I'm thinking, and we don't know where we're, that's another thing about the amazing race this season is they don't tell you where you're you don't know where you're going. You open the clue and you have no idea where you're going. Uh, we didn't know if we were flying off to a different country. We, we didn't know if we were driving. We, we didn't know what was going on because we were still just getting used to this new normal when it right. came to the race. And yes, we had done three legs prior to COVID, but this still felt really new. Like we were still very jittery remembering like, oh, this yeah. is how we do the amazing race. Um, and normally I will say it's always like, it's typically like a rude info, like drive somewhere, find your next yeah. clue. You can get context clues. We had no context. It was not dancing. No, it said go to the top of the Valley Verzazka Dam, um, and we knew at that moment it was going to be some sort of base jump. And there is, let's pull up uh, the the screenshot because we've got this of the moment when it happened, and this is interesting. Okay, so keep looking at this. Uh, Kim's face is the correct response. Kim realizes this is going to be her, and she does not. She doesn't do this kind of thing. I'm in the back and I'm so I want to talk about this as as the day goes on. I'm laughing. I'm trying to diffuse the situation with humor here. But but it was so ridiculous that that had just happened because we thought you were dancing. Well, you open the clue and it does say it's the second highest bungee jump in the world, yeah. the highest bungee jump in Europe. And by the way, it's the second highest by like a matter of feet, right? So it's not like it's significantly <laughs> less right. than the highest in the world. Whoever made the highest one was just being a douche to be like a few feet higher uh, yeah. than this one was like, you know what? Valley Virginia, we got okay. you. We're going to go. So yeah, it was, but that, I, that picture to me was, I think it's interesting because that was the start of the day of me trying to be funny and laugh and deal with it. And as the trip goes on, we'll talk about just, I mean, as we talk about self-care and mental health, why maybe that's not the best thing for me to do. And I will <laughs> say we've watched every season of The Amazing Race. We've watched every season twice. I remembered, and at the time I couldn't put a finger on which season, but it was season 14. They yeah. did this jump before. Mm -hmm. So I had seen it. So I knew, I knew what was in store for right. me. And when you described it, I remembered it because I remembered Goldeneye. Yeah. So Goldeneye, if you watch that James Bond movie, that's the same thing he does in the opening sequence. We get asked all the time, what's the hardest part about the amazing race? The hardest part up until this point, without shadow of the doubt, is the self-drive. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think. So even if you're on the right side of the road, you're in another country without GPS. Remember, there's no cell phone, no nothing. Yeah. I, I want to specify. It's hard on both of us. Right. right. Like, I'm the driver and... That I mean, you can make a lot of mistakes as a driver. There's people who look, 
Europeans in their own country drive a little faster than the speed limit, and they should. They know what they're yeah. doing. I drive through Raleigh, sorry guys, a little faster than the speed limit. I'm safe. I know where I'm going. First of all, we're not allowed to go one mile an hour over the speed limit. You have right. to say, which is a great rule, great rule that they have at the Amazing Race. But you are not in the flow of traffic when that happens. There are people flying past you when that happens, and so there's that stress level. And then also just you guys, that nothing's nothing's in English. They didn't take us to the tourist heavy. Right. Areas where there are English signs. And we decided right away, Ryan and Dusty asked, like, we're about to rip the clues. They're like, you just want to go to this next place together. I thought it was a great idea. Me too. They, uh, their lowest finish up until this point is second. Yeah. And so, and they're great guys. We, we love them. Yeah. And I wouldn't say, what was that face? I just, I, I knew what they were doing, like, early, early on. So, if you watch this race, another great Raleigh couple who competed, and these guys actually won, Anthony and uh, Bates Battaglia. They did this. They traveled with people. And then when they knew it was time to get to the finish line, they just ran past them. Well, they were just faster. Right. Yeah. So it was like a guaranteed I'm not going to finish last if you find someone to go with and you can pick them off at the end. And there's no way that's not what they were doing. I love Ryan and Dusty. It's a smart thing to do. It's, They're oh, faster than us. Well, and but for me, I thought we definitely wanted to help people when we could help people. Um, but yeah. I trusted us more than I trusted anybody else, obviously. Yeah. So this wasn't necessarily like a formal alliance. We but it did was safety, but it was safety because we learned very quickly that this was a two and a half, three hour yeah. offer. We're killing Kayla a little longer, <laughs> um, bless, um, drive. And so I was so anxious. There was not a lot of signage. So in the United States, it's, you know, you have five miles to this exit, seven miles to this, this exit. And then 200 miles before a big attraction, nothing. there'll be a, yeah. you know, head to this big attraction in 200 miles. They, there no, was nothing. There was nothing. We, do you remember we were looking at, I mean, you probably don't remember, and we'll talk about this in a second because you were so stressed out, but we were actually looking for bends in the road in the map so that we could tell because there were no road signs. We're like, oh, did we just kind of veer to the right a little bit? Yeah. And so I, I felt very safe being with Ryan and Dusty, knowing that if we were going two and a half hours in the wrong direction, we had them. We were I dragging mean, them with us. We were dragging them with us. But also we were completely aware. They didn't show this. We're like, listen, if we get somewhere, we're in the wrong direction. We have another team with us, but they're the fastest team. So right. we're going out. We got there together. Yeah. And on, on the way there, can we just talk a little bit more about on the way there? Oh, yeah. So on the way there, I was, first of all, I was ADHDing like a mother because you guys, I've never seen, Switzerland is just amazing. If they could just put more street signs up, it would be the perfect country. It's so gorgeous. It's like, honestly, I, I could drink out of their toilets for the rest of my life and feel, they're like, we were staying at a hotel and their tap water tasted like someone had taken Evian and made it better. We were asking for bottled water because again, you're, they're safety, right? Yeah. So we're quarantined. If we're not racing, we're in a hotel quarantine. They're like, what are you doing? And, and we're asking for bottled water. And it's like, like insulting. It, it was insulting. They're yeah. like, just drink out of the sink. I'm like, oh, we don't do that here. Um, their water was so good. Their water, we were so bored. We were having like right. water taste us. Anyway. So yeah. ADHDing through beautiful Switzerland, I was trying to make small talk. I was trying to have humor. This is, but honestly, I wouldn't you say 99% of my life, like that's something that you like. You like it when like we keep, we keep it light around here. You like having fun. And so Kim, her, her jump off of this dam, I believe that her jump started the minute she ripped open the clue. Tell us Kim about your brand of anxiety and whether, <laughs> and, and about the moments leading up to something that you're fearing, not necessarily the moment. Because that's what the drive was. Um, I struggle with anxiety. I've talked about this. 
And we had decided in the race, our strategy would be, I would do the falling off things. I am not necessarily afraid of heights, but I am afraid of falling off heights. I'm afraid of falling (laughs) off high things, but I knew he is very strong. He's very fast that if we could look around and see context clues about a challenge that would require strength or something like we did in the first, like he did the first one and he was so fast. Um, I, we would do that if there were context clues that said like, Oh, you're going to be taking, you know, who wants to take the leap? I would do it because I felt like falling off things does not require skill. (laughs) And like I could be trusted just to fall. It doesn't make it easier. It no. doesn't make the, it easier. So it's, you're kind of taking a bullet the way that you describe this, but that's exactly that was the conversation that we had. You you were more anxious about not being able to perform on something than you were about just jumping off of something because of how competitive you are, which I love about you. Well, by the way. I was terrified yeah. I, when I saw, you know, it's 722 feet, I think um, that's that's two and a half football fields. Right. That's really flipping high. And, but I will say I was more, I'll say it again. I was more stressed about the drive and navigating us correctly to the drive, even with Ryan and Dusty there than I was about the jump. I'm like, I'm going to compartmentalize because that's what I do best is I like just kind of put that compartmentalize it and I'm going to put it away for later. I'm going to save this trauma for later and I'm going to deal with later. And we did deal with it later, which we can get to, but but weren't you feeling the weight of that jump as it was? I mean, I oh, know you said course. you wanted to compartmentalize it. You had so much time to think about it. That's almost too much time for someone who's already got an anxious feeling about something. Right. right? No. And I love that Lulu and Lala were like excited by it. I, I, I applaud them. I was not at all. Yeah, I was anxious. And even talking about it now makes me anxious. So we can move, we can move on. Okay. Well, and I'm sorry, but I thought we were talking about, you know. Yeah. What happened? I, I just remember, like, I, I there was nothing I could do to make you feel better. And so I just stopped talking. <laughs> yeah. At a certain was, point, uh, yeah. I was like, can we just stop talking? And, you know, and so there was a, a lot of the ride. It was two and a half hours. A lot of the ride was just silence. And that's what I needed. And that's what I got. So I'm, I'm great with silence. <laughs> with uh, silence. So we get there. So Ryan and Dusty and I are in our two teams decided that because we worked together to get there, we would rock, paper, scissors. And my thing was like, oh, dudes always hit like throw out rock first. Oh, you had a strategy for rock, paper, scissors? Did, like this, yeah, <laughs> Dusty. Yeah. But, uh, but Dusty knew that you were thinking that. He knew Dusty I went sizz. I know. So I did paper because that'd be rock. And I, yeah. Anyway, so he goes first. This is the funniest part. Yeah. He goes first. And Ryan was telling you, well, you can walk through that part. Well, I just remember, so you were, you got, you were in the prep area, right? Which was even more waiting for you. So I don't know if that's great, but Ryan, I was sitting with Ryan because we had this little observation area and Ryan looks at me, he's like, oh dude, Dusty's going to crush this. It's going to be all good. Cause yeah, I mean, he, everyone could tell that this was going to be tough for you, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, he's going to, he's going to jump off. He's going to have a lot of fun with it and it's going to make him feel so much better. It's going to be totally fine. So it starts off well. Dusty does a freaking salmon dive. He I don't know like, if you guys like, noticed, like a, a jerking fish that's running like Dusty. that, that uh, <laughs> off of this amazingly high dam. So far, so good. But then he comes off. <laughs> Shaking. His <laughs> eyes were as big as pancakes. And he's like, get me out of here. Get me out of here. And I, and we're, I lock eyes with him. And I'm like, what the? And then, and then Ryan looks at me and I look at him and I say, well, I didn't go as planned. And then we just like, as two guys, we start, there's nothing we could do at that point, but laugh. And so then Kim gets led up there. All right. And she's not saying a word. She's looking straight forward. Oh, you need to talk about the prep. I'm sorry. No. First, I want to say 
as I'm going to get prepped, Penn gives me the most comforting <laughs> advice. The know. most comforting advice you could give your wife is that she's about to plunge down 722 feet. He looks at me and says, it's the amazing race. They won't let you die. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> I had exhausted every other <laughs> attempt at comfort at that point. I had tried humor. I had tried silence. I had tried, I tried every, honey. Like You I won't was, die. <laughs> that was all I had left. I was like, you know what? The last thing I'm going to tell her is I really don't think the producers are going to kill you in this show. They, there is there's they a premium on safety. <laughs> I'm really surprised they left that in. Like, I, I'm, Kudos to Amazing Race for leaving that in because it is true. They really don't want to kill people on the show. It, it, uh, <laughs> it's it does, a bad look. It's just, it's a bad look for the show. I, you realize I was trying. Like, I know, but honestly, but I, it I was oddly comforting because I'm like, really? it is. Oh, good. It, it is. It let's but let me set the scene for you. This I had a few friends texting me and they were like, did they just set this up for the show? Because it looks super janky. You are on this wire grate that does not look like it su should support human oh, weight. The overhead view. So yeah. there's this huge, beautiful scenic dam with this looking like it came out of like the fair, you know, like the fair sets up rides in like an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. It looks a little like that. I'm not going to lie, but it is a structure. Like if you went today, you could go there. Obviously it's safe. The Amazing Race prioritizes safe. So that, that was oddly. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or even exhilarating. But one thing's for certain, if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you will gain insights and uncover truths that you can only find in therapy. Get those personal breakthroughs and judgment-free support by signing up for Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace is also affordable and in-network with most major insurers. To celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness to get $80 off your first month with code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Holderness with code SPACE80. Comforting. They put you in kind of an extended lawn chair. and It was. It was really weird. It, the it was pre like the prep area chair. was a lawn chair. And then you see this really attractive picture of me. I'm like, uh, freaking out, freaking out. Like my, this is, you're seeing your friend Kim having the start of a panic attack. 
And Penn knows my signals and he knows when I'm struggling because I do get really quiet. Like when I'm super struggling, I just get really, really quiet. Yeah. And so they put a harness on me and then they put the feet thing on, but then they strap the Travelocity Roaming Gnome. And this is funny because part of it, I was like, what if this thing flies off and impales me? Jessica Lease does, she has a great recap podcast with Rob has a podcast. Her tweet was, this roadblock has changed my worst bungee related fear from plummeting to my death to becoming impaled on the pointy hat of the Roaming Gnome. <laughs> Same. I was like, are you, are you, are you sure? So <laughs> you hear me. So Keep cutting them checks though. <laughs> I know. So we're going to play the clip for you of me taking a jump. But at first, let's dissect. I'm yeah. I'm walking up on this wire grate. They've harnessed me. They've put the feet thing on. They've given you some instructions. And they've given me some instructions, the best instruction ever. And it was such life advice. It was the guy looked at me and he goes, don't wait until you're ready. You're never going to be ready. I was like, that is great life advice. Not only is that great advice, you give that advice to people I've always on the reg. So Kim Kim and I are lucky enough to, to have been able to talk to people who want to start their own social media Whatever ac- accounts it is. And, or to try to do it full time. And you have since the beginning been yeah. saying leap and a net will appear. Don't don't wait until you're ready because you'll never be ready when it comes to actually like posting stuff. <laughs> No, seriously. You've a said, blog is a little different than a bungee jump. Yeah, but you've said those exact words over and over and over again. I mean, I, I've said them before, but I'm like plagiarizing off of you because you're the one who like coined that phrase. And so wasn't it kind of like, I don't know if I believe in destiny, but like the fact that no, seriously, the fact that that guy who probably doesn't speak a ton of English. Who are we kidding? Swiss speak better English than we speak English. Yeah, they speak true. everything well. But yeah. but but he came up with that. Like that had you had to that had to be part of it. Like yeah. that's what I've been saying. Yeah, and he and he said he's you know, and it's so true. Like I would still be sitting there if I was waiting till I was ready. So, so that was better than saying so it's the I, amazing race, they're not gonna kill you. <laughs> a little bit better. So let me we're gonna play yeah. uh, the, uh, just a portion of the clip real quick. You hear me mumbling some words. And we're going to talk about those later. So listen to Kim's mumblings under her breath. Right, okay, ready? Are you sure I'm I'm sure you're, you're sure I'm not <laughs> So you hear me go, are you sure I'm not sure? That wasn't English. Play that again. Hang on, play it again, because I want to get this exact thing on the on the screen. I want the exact words. Are you sure I'm pla? You're, back it up. I want to get this whole thing. I want to make a t-shirt. Are, are you sure I'm plot? You're sure I'm sure you're plot. <laughs> what I thought I was saying was, <laughs> it seems like there should be more protective gear, like perhaps an additional harness. I see you just four seconds ago put these things on my feet. Are you sure that they're, are, are we tight? Are we good? Are you sure this no won't impale me? That, not- <laughs> is, that is what in my head I was saying, but it came out as... Do you know we wrote a book about this? Do you know that the broca area of your brain under stress seizes the ability, like the broca is the area of your brain that controls speech. It surrenders itself when you're under moments of severe stress. It wasn't the topic for our entire book, but it was a, a part of a chapter of like why when you fight, you right. lose the ability to speak. No, we didn't write an entire book about the, the, <laughs> the broca area of the brain. But it's like something that I remember from our research and that literally is what happened to you right there. I, but in my head, I was making perfect sense. Are you sure you plot? I'm sure you sure to plot, blah, blah, blah. 
<laughs> and then he looks at me and he goes, don't wait until you're ready. You're never going to be ready. Oh, he did it up there. He, yes. he Like right up there. I thought I, that was like you, a pre-prep thing. No. Okay. He, I look back and I was like, and you see me looking down. I never actually, should we just play yeah, the whole play thing? play the whole thing. We, like, we can't just tease with the... Although that was the best part. Okay, here we go. This is one of the most impressive things I've done in my entire life. I don't know what I was saying there either. I was honestly, I will bungee jump 12 times before I let somebody keep, catch up with me, so. Okay, so the Holderness family, amazing race, Penn and Kim cry counter now stands at. <laughs> I was able to contribute. I still have a tough time watching that. I have a tough time every time I watch it. That was, uh, again, unbe- unbelievable bravery. I We're going to take our time with this, okay? I want you to talk more about the actual moment that you jumped, and I want you to give people an idea. We talked about the grate, right, that you're mm-hmm. standing on, but that upper angle, looking down at the base, we should see if we could find a picture of, like, it may not be Kim, but just somebody on that base. I saw that, and... But like even yesterday when we watched it, there is a giant wall and a lot of slack on that bungee cord. And then underneath you, there's just nothing but rocks that could. It, it, if someone asked why you didn't wear a helmet, which is really my mom funny. was like, why didn't you wear a helmet? I'm like, oh, mom, like I wanted more protective like harnesses, but a helmet would not have helped me. Um, so there's that great. So already you're standing up there. You are you can see down. I was trying not to look down, but you see me like you had to down. You had to inch. They're like, you have to get your toes over the ledge, because if your feet were back when you jump, there is a chance like you would trip and that would just be terrible. So I was inch like (laughs) the babiest inches out. And they said to you, it is best if you leap out. I, I thought I did like a really grand dive. I basically just fell no you did a good dive so you like they don't show that it actually went like from a swan into a head first there was like a cut in between of me blithering uh that's is that the wrong i don't know but like but it was like a very even one so that by the time you got to the bottom you were face down it was a it was a very graceful dive. i um i have to say i mostly closed my eyes and then about halfway down i was like i'm on the amazing race i've just done this incredible thing i should open my eyes but it was like this it was like like yeah. I was not, I was not trying to feel it. There were a lot, I mean, we saw a lot of people do the jump and you, I think you're the only one who didn't really look until, until later. I know like Kayla was looking, she had this like joyful look. Oh well, I, I did look on the way yeah. down and I, and so they give you instructions that again, like in your panic, you're not really processing, but they say, let yourself like you bounce down and then all the way back up. And you do that about, they said about four or five times. So my, they have a GoPro on your wrist and mine is probably so boring, which is why they didn't use it. It was like one, two, like, and I was just counting the drone, like three, four. And then you had to sit up and there's like a red or like a pull, like pull on this specific thing. So you, you have to like Use your some core strength and you pull yourself up into almost like an L position. You put out your right arm and then they lower the hook. 
sweet Sherry. Yeah. And to hear her tell the story let afterwards. Let me up, let me up, let me up. Um, and she, we're, you're going to hear from her at the end, hopefully. We'll have that to show. She was so afraid she was not, she forgot that you had to sit up. And so she, they, she was just like dangling and swinging for many minutes going, let me up. Oh, bless Sherry. We have some tweets. Ellie Bittick says, I think I found the real life Phil Dumphy crying while his wife bungee jumps. Hashtag wholesome. I will say he is very, we are very clear and Phil in our dynamic in that, you know how I've said on here, like, oh, I'm so, it's so shocking to me that I'm so schmoopy because I think he is more schmoopy. And I'm, and I was like, okay, I get off. I'm like, we got to go. The twins, like Lulu and Lala were there. I'm like, we got to go. We have to beat them. And they caught up with us. And he was like, can we just have a moment and hug? And I'm like, okay, cool. You okay? Let's go. All right. So I know that you, I know that this jump affected you for two and a half hours before. I know that it affected you for days after. Yeah. And we'll talk about that. But I think the actual jump, I don't want to say... It was really difficult to watch it. I think for someone that you love, I, I mean, you saw it with Lulu and Lala. The, mm-hmm. like the other person was the one who was crying. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Dustin and Ryan are bros. They're not going to do that. They're going to be like, "All right, cool, get, get out of here." Let's go. I'm going to take you through like what was going on when you jumped off of that. So, I, by the way, I take that as a compliment. I know that Phil is a. It can be a bit immature from time to time and can be a little bit like a big kid, but I think he does really love his wife. And that was like, that was the only thing I was thinking of. So my first reaction was, I I can't believe she just did that. And if you listen to my words, it was like, Kim, I can't believe you. Um, none of us were using our words. Um, and it's, it was a pitch. uh, Let's play it again. My, that my voice doesn't go that high ever. Um, and so I was like, I just, I was so proud of you at first, but then you kept going. And you kept going and you like from my vision, you just disappeared. You were like you got smaller and smaller and smaller. Like I would imagine the earth would look when you're like taking a trip to Mars. And I, I had this like feeling of loneliness that I've never had before because I was imagining what happened if you didn't come back up. And it's I didn't. Amazing race. They're not going to let me die. I know I told you that this like I had no control over these feelings. I I'm know. telling you like I it's I, it, I don't know what triggered it, but you were gone. You were leaving. And there was, I know I told you it's the amazing race. They're not going to let you die. But it, the, the thought irrationally creeped into my head that there she goes and she's not coming back. And that realization overpowered me for about a minute until you got back up and you were back with me. And then the handoff was back to, to (laughs) it being more difficult for you. I do think it would have been, that was a very, very, very hard thing for me to do. It would have been I think a little harder to watch you do it. So I get that. I mean, you won't even let me. I used to, I used to skydive. No, we don't do that. Uh, (laughs) And I always thought that was because you just didn't want me to. um, Have fun. (laughs) No, (laughs) like affect our insurance premiums or something. I'm not sure what it was. This day was all about you, but I just want to give a shout out to the people who had to watch it because it was unbelievably intense. If you haven't watched this, watch it. If you haven't seen the opening scene of GoldenEye and you can stream it, stream it. 
because what Pierce Brosnan is doing was the exact same jump that uh, these very brave racers James did. Bond. I'm basically You're basically James, James Bond. Call me if you need it. I, I know you want to move on, but this deserved a little bit extra time. And I thought that was pretty spectacular Thank what you, she honey. did. And oh, and also it's so great. I got to uh, keep in touch with all of my friends that I haven't heard from in like 10 years. Anyone who has my number texted me last night and was like that. It was like the same thing. That jump was insane. Exclamation point. Kim is a bad donkey. donkey. Well, well the, you know, the term for that. Yes. That you said on TV. So another tweet from Rhea, Kim and Penn are really sweet. I still think their job is weird, but like they seem very nice. Thanks. Thank you. Oh, I mean, famously <laughs> like hardcore fans of the amazing race hate it. Yeah, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that. Yeah. And internet people go on the race. Like, I guess it'd be different if we said we worked in marketing, maybe it'd be different, but they just don't like it when YouTube people come on the race. So I'll, I'll take it. Here's the thing I want to point out. Ryan and Dusty went first, rock, paper, scissors, but they waited for us. Ryan, uh, when Penn was sobbing, Ryan hugged Penn. For, well, I needed to hug somebody. He did. Like, he went up and hugged Ryan yeah. for like three awkward minutes. So they did wait for us. Those those were magical minutes. Ryan <laughs> is dreamy. a very good hugger. I know that you find him dreamy, and that's okay. Most people do. Um, you find him dreamy. Oh yeah, I know. Um, they, though it was I. I yeah I, yeah, I just needed, honestly, I needed somebody to connect with at that point. I think Phil Dunphy would have done the same thing. Yeah. He would just, uh, he would have hugged a total stranger. Uh, this part is going to be interesting maybe to four people, but we both, uh, we both <laughs> great, wanted to feel great lead in. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. This is going to be very boring. <laughs> Brian and Dusty, Penn and I still got our own directions to Lugano, which is about like an hour and a half. I, from what I remember, I should have Googled this beforehand, but we got very clear directions, but we were leading and I noticed like, oh, exit two, take it. And so he takes the quick exit two. Ryan and Dusty couldn't get over in time. So they went another direction. And so you actually see us in this show. We did get to the town, according to production, about 30 minutes before anybody got there. So we got there first and then they show us we had asked and that we we kind of we had directions to the town so the instructions were search for your next clue uh you had to park in this specific parking lot there yeah. was like one specific parking lot you had to park in and all right and then <laughs> and then search for your clue lakeside you see a woman showing us the showing map. us the map and it looked like a little sideways v right and, so and it was like oh my gosh we're like 100 feet away right so we just went the wrong way. And we were we were 100 feet from the correct parking garage. 100 feet, which you can walk, you can crawl, you can do whatever you want to to go 100 feet. We drove. We had to drive because we had to park in that. and The wrong way. And this is where I... Th for a half an hour. So I think this is where you were. we were talking before and Penn alluded to that before I was a mess because I was very anxious about the jump and driving. During, he was a mess. After it I'm the nav, back. I am the navigator, and I'm. I think I do a really good job at it. Up until this point, I had done a really good job. The woman's phone was like, "You go down and you take a right," but we should have hit the like the recenter button because it was facing the wrong way. We should have gone down and taken a left. The clue said, "No, no, we we, I, I, we were supposed to go over the hill." It wasn't right or left. We were supposed oh, to go over, like literally it was over the hill. If it wasn't for a hill, we would have seen it. I, it was it, that it, close. It was, it was that crazy. close. But we, because her phone was like 
we should just hit the recenter button to, to know which way to go. Yeah. Like we were supposed to go right. We went like whatever the direction also, is. Also, it's a huge lake. You could see it from anywhere. And, and But the roads were so wonky. We, we just trying to find the lake and we ended up up a hill. Over train tracks. On the other side of train tracks. Can I tell you a funny story? So I was I was getting frustrated because I was asking you for directions and you would say, you would say left. And I was like, left? And you go, yeah, right. And I was, I was. My brain, I lost the, so, <laughs> so the post jump, it was like all the, so there was that adrenaline. Right. Right. And then there was a drive, which is very, which we've talked about. The drive is the hardest part. And so once you get there, all of the adrenaline had now, has now left my body and I mush. am mush. Yeah. I have, he needs somebody to tell him where to go. And I'm like. Um, right. It says, go to the lake. Let's go up here in the hill. An idiot. Total idiot. This is something I haven't told you yet. And I maybe like, let's, let's, let's go back through this. Cause I want you to tell me what to do. I just didn't want to tell you, you were doing it wrong at all that day. He was like, I'll let you lead me in the wrong after, direction. I'm just not going to start a fight right now. Just because of what an amazing thing you had just done. I'm like, I think I'm just going to let us go across the train track. Like I knew we were going, you should have just. I, I tried. I really did try. Um, none of this is on, <laughs> this is on camera. But listen, I like I was I did. It was so I my was fault. not assertive. I should have. But then if I'd been assertive, I was. not. So I think so. That was I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so the problem was I I am very confident as a navigator. Um, there was actually I watched it, but it honestly made me panic a little bit. So I didn't watch the entire thing. There's an extra clip and it shows me. Oh, I haven't seen this. It's on YouTube. Can we the, pull it up? You, uh, let me describe it to you. Okay. So you, this is how I navigate. <laughs> First of all, I was a news reporter before GPS. So I- You, you were know, good with maps. I, the, the map book. So the photographer be driving. I was navigating. I'm used to this role. I'm in the back seat. I get very carsick. So I'm a little carsick. And I like to, okay, if it's 59, if we've asked somebody with Google Maps, okay, it's 59 kilometers. I track, he gives me the kilometer reading on our car. I tell him about what the kilometer reading should be when we get there. I'm doing like back, I, I am just Magellan in the back seat. So the issue is all the adrenaline had left my body. We got to Lugano and literally it said, go to the lake. I was so confident that we needed to go up a hill. Because so Ryan and Dusty, they were following us. They didn't make that turn off. They had to stop and get an ass direction. We were which way ahead of them. We at were that point. way ahead at that. Yeah. We were ahead of everybody at that point. We, I think you say half hour. I say it was probably a half hour because it, it, it let Ryan and Dusty and then Lulu and Lala pass. They us. all they all passed us. And then we parked in the wrong yeah. parking garage. So we found a parking garage. We parked we in the wrong there. one. And we then if you, I mean, that's. They're, and they're not going to say, here's the thing, like the crew, they're not going to tell you. We did park in the right parking garage. We went to one parking garage. We realized it was wrong. We found the right parking garage. So yeah, but we found a parking garage. It was the wrong one. We got out, we got back in the car. So we, then we found the right, one. Found the right one. Yeah. And that's the thing is they are the, we could ask this, can the crew help you? No, they, they will never help you. And if we had parked in that wrong parking garage, we would have chance to penalty. So we had to park in this very, and Look on Google in your town. Are, are specific parking lots like widely available? Like no local knew what we were talking about. It, this We had to get to Via Paradiso, which means garage, yeah. paradise view or something. Yeah, or and, like, but which we is, were up on train tracks. Right. All right. Uh, so we are, we're gone. Yeah. We are, we're mentally just yeah. checked out. Now, here's the thing. We get to Logano. I want to say this off the bat. We get to, it. it is 
the city, it doesn't make sense. The town, and I mean this in the nicest way. You know how in The Amazing Race, there are these character actors who were like fully made up in costume and they clearly look like Phil has hired them to be in the show to give you a clue. Like the guy with the telephone booth or the club promoter or the DJ in the middle of the subway. We get there. Everybody. There are 1,200 people all dressed in $300 sandals and Briani suits and like. Everybody. They all looked like Roger Federer and Giselle. They all look like they're all so smartly dressed. Yes. And it is the most. I want to go back when we're not in a sheer panic. And so, but I, I get there. I'm like, I'm like trying to fix my hair. I'm like, oh my God, these people are so pretty. And we are not. But do you remember like thinking, Everyone here is an actor a plant like there, they look there's so, no way people are so this perfect. attractive in yeah. real life. So we know at this point and, you know, normally like we always want to win. Right. Yeah. But at this point, it was like, let's just not lose because we right. knew we were behind. We find the we finally found the right parking after like 30, 45 minutes. Didn't see anybody. Didn't see anybody. Yeah, that's always scary, right? Right. And and at this point, like, if everybody had, we saw Lulu, Lala, the bungee jump, if everybody had followed in, like, we were now behind. We get the clue, and now it's time for the detour decision. Again, mentally, we were both, I was emotionally spent, um, and Penn was probably frustrated with that I had just dragged him all over the city in the wrong direction, He, but he was also emotionally spent. And our game plan, which we had not followed up until this point in the race, mind you. Was not to do judgment offense. We did not want to do judge tasks. But if you look back, bloop, 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 we've only exclusively done judge tasks. Right. And every time regretted it. Every time, except so for the So this was a new experience where we regretted doing the thing that we said we were going to do. So, yeah. Which we did. Yeah. So the decision was like, uh, what were the clues? It was like sausage. Oh, uh Bartend, it was bartender race or sausage case or something. Yeah, and race, race, and so Penn and I, we're, we're middle aged parents, but we did train for this, believe it or not. And one of the things we did in training was we carried kettlebells, backpacks, weird things upstairs and around the block. I, you know, where I was practicing my grip strength, and I just feel like the amazing race has a lot of carrying weird things upstairs. Like every season has, you carry weird things upstairs. So I was like, okay, let's do this thing that we said we would do. And we got, it was, it was wrong. We should not have done that. Right. So, I mean, for those who didn't see it, it was 400 feet of stairs, both horizontal and vertical. It was like a perfect 45 degree angle, which is I don't know how many flights of stairs that is, but I, I guess if a flight of stairs is like 12 steps, which I think it is, because I could see it about 12 feet, you divide that by 40, and we're looking at 30 floors, some ridiculous amount of, of floors that you had to go up. There's a cocktail party at the top. We did have to, they, the way they showed it, we did have to ask for directions, but that wasn't like a major issue. The major issue was getting there. Right. So right? you, the challenge to just outline it, you had to carry 12 bottles of wine and 12 bags of chestnuts mm -hmm. to this cocktail party to get your next clue. And right. yeah, it shows us, it, it shows Ryan and Dusty booking looking, it. Yeah. booking it. And then we are seated asking for directions because I was so freaking tired. You see Ryan and Dusty walk past us and be like, oh, there's Kim and Penn. And some people on Twitter is like, why didn't they help him? We're in a race. I w honestly, if we were ahead, I don't think I would have helped them. Um, we also passed them pretty quick. I don't. I don't know if they had time to say anything. 
Like th- those moments happen so fast. Yeah, no. So yeah. I don't, I, we never expected people to like stop what they were doing to help us. No. Like that's just, it's a race and it's a million dollars. So they showed us like having, that was like a blip, but like us, like, because there were other, it's this gorgeous seaside town. There were 12, we passed 12 other chestnut stands, but it had to be the amazing race chestnut stand. Right. And um, they did say it was across from this theater. So we were just like, okay, is this it? It's not that one because it's not across the theater. So again, that was the blip. Again, navigationally, we sucked. We, we, oh. we, in, in Lugano, we sucked navigationally. Stop. We were running around. We missed the clue box. We went like 200 yards past the clue box. They didn't have time to show that. It's fine. But the, I'm telling you, the actual act of getting it up the stairs, this is going to shock some people. We did that actual act faster than Ryan and Dusty because we did it in three trips and um, they took four. Yeah. So let me, um, there were there some questions. Can you put stuff, uh, this is from Jenna Nelson, but I got this uh, asked about a hundred times last night. Could you put stuff in your backpacks to help you carry more? No. In the clue, it very clearly stated you can only use your hands and arms to carry these things, like no scarves, ropes, any other thing, because I, I had a scarf with me specifically for this. I was going to put it on my back like Santa freaking claws and just like head up those stairs. You could not in to the point where you couldn't even rest it on your fanny pack. So that's why you see me like holding it like this. Yeah, they wouldn't let us use the fanny pack as a, as, as a, a, as a, as a thing. So it was like this, mostly just kind of like this. So we did get all 12 bags of nuts. There was lots of nut jokes on the way up. And I think Ryan and Dusty did it in two trips mm-hmm. because we did part of, we did look, we're like, let's find where the stairs are first. Right. And then which we're right next to the chestnuts. We're to right next to the chestnuts. But right. I'm like, let me eye this so that we're not wandering around carrying things. So we, we eyed the stairs first. I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. So we were able to carry the 12 bags and it was, that was fine. Like that wasn't hard. The wine thing, the wine vendor was actually how many? A quarter was, of a mile. It was about a quarter of a mile yeah. from the stairs. So it's not just carrying 10 bottles of wine. So it's like a quarter of a mile and the stairs and you had to carry the gnome. So there was also some, like, I just, there were some people practicing last night and they were like, I could carry six bottles of wine. Why weren't you carrying six? Our, 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 we tried. Sweat. Our the arms were is sweat. so sweaty. Arms were so sweaty. And so they were slip. They didn't show this, but like we tried six. And again, I couldn't balance it on the fanny pack. I had the gnome too, which actually that was easier because I had like a little nook. He was like my little baby. Um, and they were slipping out because of the sweat. So like, let's not be jerks about this. So we did four each the first time yeah. and then we just were like well just have to you know carry we, four more on the we, way up we actually talked about trying 12 but if you drop one your hose so then we talked about doing 13 so that you had a safe <laughs> one and then like physically i tried to hold seven and even these giant mitts like it was a strength thing like i, I wasn't gonna be able to hold it you also there was another question could you leave your backpack nope. up at the party no you couldn't leave your pack anywhere or you lose it. And but I got to tell you, weight wasn't an issue. No. Weight wasn't, and on, for us, the stairs, I mean, it hurt, but we knew we were going to get through it. I've like, we, we, we get a lot of comments about like, why do you have so much stuff in your backpack? Just like our backpacks didn't weigh much. That was not. They look really full. I will, yeah, I will give you they that. They looked a lot fuller. They, they look were. really full, but my, my pack was like. A lot of puffy stuff. Nine pounds. Yeah. Um, and I think 
I had already thrown away something at that point. Um, yeah. But it was it was less than nine pounds, so it wasn't a big deal. No, weight wasn't the issue. It was finding the wine place. It was we sucked parsing everything out. We had to stop and ask like three people where to go. Oh we God. just weren't like we didn't have it navigationally, and that's it is. I think that's what decided this day's leg with the exception of just the fact that the sausage detour was so much faster. Well, much I, faster. I don't know that we would have caught Lulu and Lala. I mean, we, yeah, we, and you're right. We finished that. We finished like you see us. We'll get through this. They did great. I mean, they uh, were, they, they were, were detail they, oriented. They were, they were great. So, uh, Justin from the racers recap said Kim and Smith, Kim and Penn were smart to take all 12 on one trip. Um, I was proud. We did it in only three trips. So from there in the little satchel was a picture of a, a gorgeous pink building and um, we just had to, I had a tourist. So when we were lost, I got kind of a tourist map. We had it on a map. We ran there probably half a mile run, would you say? Man, everything was so far. I think it was yeah. probably a half mile. Yeah, so, you never know what those things At that point, was- we had seen, we saw Raquel and Kayla roll up. We pointed out where the clue box was. Like we, we told them where to go for the clue box. Because they were pretty far behind. They were pretty point. far behind the point. Yeah. We saw Akbar and Sherry. So we felt like we were probably fourth but we still ran because i was like you just never know like what's happening i don't like i don't think we would have caught up with lulu and lala but the sausage thing i know there's more to it there's always more to a challenge than you see on tv it did look a little it was physically easier obviously hang on i can say it it was a quicker challenge it was there's all like it's and that's it's I'm not like giving anyone an excuse, but there's a qu- there's usually a quicker challenge. They don't make them necessarily the same length of time for someone who aces it. And Lulu and Lala, even though they say they don't cook, they were they're so detail oriented oh, yeah. and they great. work together. It's like you've split a person in two, and they're like talking. I'm on glad sides. people are getting to see the side of Lulu yeah. and Lala. Like I feel like the first two legs, maybe people on the internet were judging them very harshly because they were behind and they were snapping at each other. But they are when you talk to them. It is, it's yeah. like in stereo because the words come out, but they had me crying. They were talking about their grandmother and I was legitimately happy yeah. that they did well because they definitely deserved two, it. Two things can be true. That was an easier challenge and Lulu and Lala rocked it totally. and they deserved to finish second. And it was very, actually, they, they looked so happy on the, on the mat and they, they earned it and they just, they were in sync on this They day. rocked it. And that's they what, an amazing that's, that's how you win the leg. And Totally. Or finish second. or Finish second. Yeah. Which I think like Dusty and Ryan, I'm like, let's just assume they're going to win. <laughs> and like, were, if you finish second, that's like, congratulations. But I, and I think another clue of like why it was easier, because not easier, because Raquel and Kayla got there after Sherry and Akbar had already made two trips and Raquel and Kayla finished the sausage thing faster than Sherry and Akbar did that last trip and got to the thing. So maybe it was a little unbalanced, but again, we thought like phys- we said we were going to do the physical task where you just knock it out and it didn't really work in our favor. I don't think it would have made a difference where we placed. We were we came in third in this leg. We were thrilled to be third. Just don't finish last in these legs. It's right. it, when when you have to travel over 3 hours, just don't like to quote dumb and dumber, don't go a sixth of the way across the country in the wrong direction. That's <laughs> And and there I think this, the 15 minute increments, obviously they help, but didn't you, it didn't make a huge difference. Poor Arun and Natalia got really turned around and they came in last and Phil kind of just rubbing it in. They're like, you're so late. Our greeter had to leave. I mean, come on, Phil. 
Be kind. Uh, but it was a non-elimination today. So they lived to race another day. And that was it. Uh, except, and I'll just talk a little bit about what happens because we don't just, they don't just freeze us in carbonite in between the leg and the start of the next leg. We go to a place where we can sleep and take a shower. Yeah, it's not Survivor. Kind of get, we yeah, go to a hotel get, or some other, our, yeah. And get our lives together. They don't leave us on the lake by ourselves. Although I wish they kind of they, I kind of wish I could have stayed out there a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but we're, you know, we have these four walls of a hotel and um, we, it was about five o'clock in the afternoon when we got there. Uh, and, and Kim looked at me and she said, this just hit me. And she was talking about the jump, right? From so long ago and everything else had shed off and there was nothing else for her to worry about or to think about except that moment. And let's talk about this because I, like you have been open about your mental health. Like what happened to your body? What happened to your brain when you got into that hotel room? I think um, every, I flooded is the term we use. And we even use that with our kids if they just experience like a lot of emotion at once. I think we were happy that we finished where we did. I felt like we did the very best. Like even on a shirt that he was wearing, he's like, I'm doing the best I can. That our best was pretty terrible that day, but we 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 had those kind of like race jitters and it hit me that I had gotten us really turned around and that I had just done this really big, huge, scary thing. And I had a breakdown. I had, I wouldn't call it cause there's like, there's a spectrum for me and I wouldn't call it a panic attack, but I was in the hotel room. I had to like open the windows and you can't leave your hotel room cause they want to keep you safe. So it's not like I could go take a walk. Also is, COVID. Oh yeah, COVID. Um, normally in a time like this, I could just like go take a walk, go turn on like a meditation app and my cell phone. We don't have cell phones. I miss my kids. I'm like, what are we doing? I, I this is like, this is not fun. I, I have a full breakdown and there's really like my sweet husband, he's so comforting, but there's not much he can do. Not much even I need him there, to be, to, but well, just be there. I need to be there. Yeah, you were not, there. I need to be within six feet, three feet. I don't know. I need, there's a certain distance I need to be in. Like I need to, you definitely don't need to be like held tight when you're having one of these things. Yeah. That's I, not really your thing, but you also, I can't be too far away either. There's like a, there's a distance. And I think that day the distance was... Cause you were also feeling like a little pent in by the room. I think my distance was two and a half feet. I was like, probably. just, just yeah. be close, but don't, yeah, it was but like, let you work this out. Yeah. And I think, um, I was just questioning a lot. Like we did the best we could. I was honestly re relieved and psyched to be third place. But at a certain point I'm like, if we're just like, not even going to be like, we're not going to win why are we here? Yeah. And I was really feeling down on myself and I just, I had a breakdown. And I, th what I love most about the energy of Raquel and Kayla was they had the most hilarious day. As they will point <laughs> out, they were never lost. They took the scenic route yeah. and they hustled and they're, they're super fast. And they're like, and their whole thing was like, we kind of left in fourth place and we finished in fourth and we had a beautiful ride. Like they saw the bright side of the day and they were like, they handled it so well. And my reaction was completely the opposite. So I was even, you, yeah, it's so interesting too, because we finished ahead of them, but I, but I was feeling even some shame about my reaction, which I know I shouldn't, but they, 
they came in telling the funniest stories of like Raquel's twirling her hair like I think we're in first we're gonna catch up to them and then obviously they were really far behind well, you can see the video like Raquel was having this moment and Kayla's in the background like <laughs> I and think we're, but they were never what lost. What a great dynamic though. That, no, and, for, and I, so I was like, why can't I be more <laughs> like that? Like, why can't I laugh at myself? Now I can look back and laugh on it. But in that moment, I was really struggling. Uh, if you were, let's, let's, let's think about this. Let's do a couple of hypotheticals here. Number one, what if you were more like Raquel? I think we'd both be like Raquel and we'd still be looking for the first place. But we, we would have so London. much more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Way more fun. We would, we would. I mean, yeah, we would have more fun. Um, it, but, oh, man. Like, Raquel I'm, is now a life coach, by the way, and I need her tutelage on the rag. Like, is her the name of her company? I think we're in first. It should be. It should be. Oh, Raquel. That's, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, so here's another hypothetical that I've been thinking about. Did you just about. touch that nope, with your friend? we're good. Uh, another hypothetical I'm thinking about. What if the roles were reversed on that day? Okay. What mm -hmm. if I, what if I was the one who had to jump and you were the one who was watching? What would have happened to us in that case? I think we talked about that. I think that um, it would have been really. I think it would have been really hard uh, thing to do. I think it was also like physically. Can I like you're, you're safe? The Amazing Race is not going to let you die. But my neck, I would say, for the next week was tweaked. Yeah. Don't you think I would? That would. I feel like that would snap my spine. That I just am. I'm a little more like peanut brittle than you are. I, I had a really terrible headache and yeah. So I, I have a theory that while I know that this is not something you want to do, I don't know if, I don't know if it would have been better if we'd switched it. Like, even though I was like an adrenaline junkie, I don't know if I could have like taken that jump. Cause I probably would have looked down. Cause I'm that kind of guy. Like I can't just not look down. I, I have to look down. It was, that was a really hard jump. I would have seen the wall. Like I could have completely frozen up. You would, I, not, you would not have. I don't know. I don't know. And you, I, I, it was an amazing thing that you did. Oh, I hear you trying to give me credit and thank you. But it was, it was literally the least I could do was just to fall. <laughs> <laughs> but I will take people's compliments because people think that I'm some, like they're like, Kim, you're a badass. You should go through my phone if you ever I, have any self-doubt of just like but just, 800 messages from people like, your wife's amazing. I think in, I will never do it again, but in the in the framework of a competition show and I'm seeing like Lulu and Lala come, I'm like, I don't want them to catch me. Like, of course I'm gonna go. Um, and I, and I you hear, I'm like, I'll do that 12 times before I let somebody catch up with me. Um, so I, I think I'm more competitive than afraid is what I've learned, which is not always helpful. I can confirm that. Um, um again, uh, if you tell Kim she can't do something, uh, she's immediately going to do it. If you ever even if it's run not into, the best yeah, decision, if you run into her in Vegas, oh, you should play with at me. the poker table. She does not fold even with, I just have a problem with that. Yeah. She like, it's fold. like, I'm not a quitter. She's a, just an awful poker player. The worst. <laughs> like that's why we don't go to Vegas because also I feel like I could have a gambling addiction. Yeah. Slot. You can't tell me what to do. I know. It's a random computerized machine that's designed for me to fail. I'll show you. I'll show you. Here's my credit card. Let me show you. All right. That was, that was a lot, babe. All right. So should we, uh, should we bring in our friends? So post amazing race on Wednesday nights, we do these little zoom calls with people who can make it. So sometimes the West coast people can't make it. Not everybody can make it. But this, on um, this night we had a majority of the people who were racing and Sam and Connie with their little baby. And I think we had everyone who jumped. I think we so had we get the perspectives of all six people who jumped. Yeah. And I love these people. Lulu, Lala, Ryan, and Dusty were able to watch the show together.
together. Uh, so they're in one place. We, and again, we recorded this last night and I was about to fall asleep. So that's why I look so amazing. I think people will be able to figure that out. They're going to take context clues. Okay. <laughs> So I was been waiting for this episode because of the, I think we're in first, like how confident <laughs> you guys were, were with your directions. You were so confident. Guys, I was never lost. Never, okay? never lost. I would just like that to be my first and foremost comment that gets quoted. I was never lost. I just, if you looked on the key of the map, it said like, there were, there were like a color road. It was like M15 or something that we were looking for. And there were, it was like one said service road. And then one was just like a road, but it didn't have like anything next to it. And I was like, well, in America, service road is like not the road you want to take. Well, it turns out in Switzerland, the service road is the highway. It's the road you want to take. As this is happening, you're in the back seat. Uh, uh, Raquel is driving like Raquel this. is driving like Raquel has like to has to be on a, the back of the wheel and she's driving listen, like this. So yeah. Raquel she's has, has to be up. Leg up, her arm propped. Yeah. There's hair twirling happening. Yeah, and she's like, babe, I we're in first. I'm like, babe, we're <laughs> totally in first. <laughs> like we're winning. Like we're winning this one <laughs> because I'm going through the map and I'm like, yep, past that town. Yep, past that town. Yep, that town too. We're on the right way. And then we hit a tunnel, which I don't know if you guys have done a tunnel and a mountain. They only let people go one way and then they stop traffic. So if you were on the highway. They on the highway, both lanes went through. We didn't do that. Let's give the mic to Sherry for a second. Sherry, can you take us back to what it was like watching that? Oh my goodness, I was having palpitations watching that. Is that it the was... word? That's the real word. Yep. Um. Yeah, but uh, it was <laughs> it was crazy. I mean, uh. When I actually did the jump, I forgot all the hand movements or anything that they told me to do because I was so scared. And I was just thinking, like, pull me up. So I, I got a chance to watch that. They cut actually half of it off when I was saying, pull me up, please. How long were you yeah. swinging down there before they finally? Oh, my goodness. She forgot that she had to pull herself up. Time. Yeah. Before I remembered that I actually had to pull myself up. And then do like a hand gesture yeah. or something like that. You gotta get a pin done. Hey, Pen, you made all of us look bad by crying. It's it like you made us all look bad, bro. Don't y'all know by now I'm trying to make this all about me? <laughs> Come on, you guys know me. Yeah, I've been really married. Yeah, I, He's I, an actor. Honestly, so they cut out some parts with us. Uh, so I think I hugged Dust. Uh, I think I hugged Ryan for about three minutes after I needed like someone to, to and Ryan's like, okay, fine. Okay, fine. I guess I'll hug you the now. Greatest three minutes of my life. <laughs> that's, that's wow. every girl's dream too, is the I mean, hug. I to be jealous. <laughs> it was really emotional, but I saw it. I saw it with a, a lot of other people and you too, Akbar. Like you were like, you were pretty blown away too, right? No, I definitely was blown away, but I got to speak to my, my, my white girls that's on here. I'm getting killed by the white girls in the comments right now. Okay, hey, we'll stand up for you. Kayla and, and Kim, please help me. The white girls are killing I me. The worst what should the white day. girls know that they don't know? Tell us, tell, give a message to the white girls, Akbar. No, no, they just they just saying like, I'm just the worst. I'm like, why is she acting like she's not an athlete? She tried to beat me up in everything. They can't help me. But on the TV, it just look like I'm just the meanest person. I'm like, you can't love me on Ellen. 
and then hate me on Amazing Race. Is, come on, hey, Kayla, you, please. You're talking Kayla, about white and black. Not, what about the brown girl? Listen, I have said multiple times because my boyfriend, like he's very athletic too. We're very competitive. But if we were to run this race together, I would by far be a completely different, like everyone be like, why are you such a, you know, I'd be like, step your up because I like people stuff. who are competitive, get it. The fact that you two are athletes, you both were competitive, you get it. And that's your dynamic together. And that's how him and I are. I, we, I tried to teach him how to snowboard. I took him up to the top of the mountain. I let him go. And I was like, figure it out. <laughs> He's literally in a neck brace. He had neck surgery. Oh. <laughs> it's like in your house. Hang on, we're like talking about Akbar. You put your boy in the hospital. Yeah. Oh, I know. So like, listen, I will take all this. I will try and redirect it at me. But it's like, until you date another athlete and you run this race together, like y'all can't say anything. Like this is how we motivate each other. And this is what works for us. And it worked for you guys. Did it not? Like you guys didn't come in last. Can we explain to those who are watching uh, how uh, we've got uh, these two teams together in New York or from like three different places? It's very exciting. Yeah. So we just, Dusty said he was going to come up here because he didn't, he wanted to see a, he wanted to be with his boy, with with Ryan, to see the show together. And we live in Jersey, so we were like, let's all just meet up. We're 15 minutes away from the city, so we figured, why not? And so we're here at Ryan's place. Where is he? What's oh, up? <laughs> and so it's been... He's laying in the cut. It's, it's the best. And Dusty cooked. Yes, did he did. Dusty and Ryan awesome and then they play this preview that made us look evil and we're like oh i hope they're just in their heads they didn't play the part where we're like they just teleport places they're gonna they're fine they're just teleport so i'm i'm prepared for them to make me we're look thinking evil. that the smack talking starts then, then, you know? i'm saying and i said haha like funny like they're gonna come blowing through here in two seconds like <laughs> and then they did they came in lulu and lala you guys crush that you guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> Killed you guys killed that. They had, they had extra ones. They did and they're like, and this is extra. Rolling it out. <laughs> yeah, we pick our time or let's do an extra one just in case we don't have one. It was. So we're like, let's just do this. So I'm very happy that we came in. I second. think it was the pigtails. Yeah. And you look happy bungee jumping. And I don't know what that energy is. Like, I don't understand. No, you weren't scared at all, Kim. Uh, you know why I was scared? Well, I was scared because I was scared, but Dusty, so we did rock, paper, scissors, <laughs> who, uh, who first, and he goes first. He's like, uh, he's yeah. Dusty and he can do anything, right? He's just like confident athlete. And Ryan's sitting next to me. And do you remember this, Ryan? Ryan's like, oh, this is going to be fine. Dusty's <laughs> going to jump. It's going to be easy. And he's going to totally chill Kim he's out. He's going to make her feel better. Obviously, Kim was having a really tough time with this, right? She was having a really tough time with it. And so Dusty comes <laughs> off the look of terror in his eyes eyes are like this big and he's shaking he's shaking and he's like get me out of here get me out of here get me yeah. out of here and i was and, and i look i look i look at ryan and ryan looks at me and ryan goes well i didn't go as planned <laughs> he just started laughing dusty like death gripping the rail when he gets off like you're literally like holding on to it for dear life like white knuckling the rail when you get off i'm like you've already jumped you're fine and he did yeah. like a salmon jump on the way down to like yeah. I know. and yeah. i was like what? Yeah. Back, back to Sherry. Sherry. Back to Sherry. Were you still saying I can't do this as, as you, you were, were falling it. off of the bridge? <laughs> can I can I say this before she My went? Bag. She 
Am I, am I connected? Am I, am I connected? Good Akbar talk. Can y'all hear me? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what I was saying was, she was trying to look at me like a puppy looks at you, and I was like, <laughs> no, don't look at me. You got to do it. I can't do it. We're not taking a four-hour penalty. So she kept trying to get eye contact. I was looking away like, don't look at me. What was the weight limit? That is, that is a good question. Akbar's weight. Akbar's weight. He can't do nothing. I think Sherry's done uh, seven challenges oh that was just bad luck that was the I mean she was so excited to do that I mean she was we were in and out in two minutes I'm not even kidding you no because we were lost for so long so I'm like okay let me jump off okay throw me out I'm done Uh, (laughs) let's get out of here a smile on her face yeah (laughs) it is so weird do you guys I don't know I look Lulu and Lala and I have texted about this like I get like a little anxious rewatching it, like knowing that like I'm still alive. I survived the bungee jump, but I got like, I was anxious all day today. Like knowing this was going to air. Like, do you guys get anxious? Yeah. On- it normally happens to us like, right. Uh, like I get jittery on Tuesday, knowing Wednesday's coming and the show's going to air because you just don't know how they're going to edit, how you're going to look. And so you just how wonder, you, really. yeah, how they're going to paint you. And since you have no control. You know, you kind of just wonder, like, geez, it's like the whole anxiety all over again. I think it's a little bit worse than when you're actually racing, because when you're racing, you know what you're doing, you know, you. But here it's like, yeah, it's a little different. I don't know. It's just weird. Well, Connie, Connie gets uh, the same feeling, even though we're not even in the race anymore. (laughs) She gets anxiety issues going in. And I'm telling you what, like, I felt bad for you, Kim, because. That's exactly how Connie would feel. Uh, going she would have done it though. She I would have done it. She yeah. Done it. And, and she would rival um, Ryan's calves on that <laughs> bungee jump. Like, she, really? I walked walk behind her today in the stroller and I just literally, I lagged behind just to watch her calves. And then yeah. She, and then what happened? Well, I mean, Phil maybe, maybe <laughs> would have wanted to see them. He really liked Ryan's calves. Akbar and Sherry, what is it like for you guys? just watching like when does is there any anxiety are, are you relaxed you seem relaxed listen it's i'm just wondering how they're going to portray us because now we the couple you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i'm the guy she's a superstar and all y'all say oh team sherry all of that even all my principal oh team sherry i'm just like the bad guy now and i'm just like uh-huh I just don't know what to do. It's like, what am I doing? Everybody t- keep talking about Akbar. I, I keep telling them Akbar is an awesome guy. You just yeah. have to know him. Yeah. But they don't believe it. Aww. It's what they portray you. No, I think, it's, I the, think it's just the perception. I keep telling them Akbar is an awesome guy, but no. no. Yes. Yes. I, think that, I think that Akbar was good tonight. And, and yeah, he was good. That. He may have some time. Yeah. <laughs> You showed I, I, while we were running the race, I kept telling Akbar, I was like, oh, the world is going to see you through a different <laughs> You have to calm down because he gets flustered and he starts just going off. And I don't know if you all heard, but he cursed on uh, television tonight. Listen, I don't know how to Did tell America we in last. And I don't know how to say, oh, baby, we last. But <laughs> I don't know how to say that. I just like, listen, let's go, man. Hey, some Oh, look at the baby. Man, you're making it bad for me, man. You're Say making something. it bad, man. You're just like the really? ultimate okay. lover guy right now. <laughs> <Pen>. <laughs> <laughs>
Like, it all I thought we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> Akbar was my sports center. Oh my god! Like, Akbar, Akbar and Penn. Legit, there was no TV, like no sports, so they would just sit there for like an hour and a half and just talk just about, about sports. sports, imaginary sports, fantasy sports. I want to hold the baby. Congratulations, everybody. Uh, yes, we Can live. We live to race another day. Yes. Kim is a bad donkey. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.